Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 16. Candace Franklin. The screaming reached an all-new level. It pierced Katie's sensitive ears. She tried to tell Sam to go get a robe from the bathroom. Sam stood there with a horrified look on her face. Her head kept swiveling from Katie to Candace and back again. Finally, Katie reached out with her mind for Lizzie to get the screaming idiot a towel and robe. Lizzie turned to do her bidding. Coming back with the items, Lizzie threw them towards Katie. She draped the towel around Candace's shoulders, dropping the robe in her lap. She thought she was being rather patient, but the screaming didn't stop. She tried to talk over the screaming, or in the intervals when Candace had to take a breath. Seeing that didn't work, she reached out with her mind. Candace, we don't have a lot of time on our hands. Can you please calm down so we can discuss what is happening to you in a civilized manner? The screaming continued unabated. Katie glanced up. Sam and Lizzie had their hands over their ears. How can anyone keep screaming like that, she thought. It was really starting to drive her crazy. Look, if you don't stop screaming by the time I count to ten, I'm throwing your ass out into the snow. She slowly started counting to ten. Sam shook her head and tried to say something to her, but Katie was unable to hear her. She continued counting. Eight, nine, ten. Screaming stopped. The silence was deafening. Surprised, Katie looked down. Candace was taking the towel and drying herself off. She stood up, put the robe on, and walked into the living room. Speechless, Sam and Lizzie backed away from her. Candace made a sweeping glance around the living room, her eyes resting on Katie's painting. Slowly, she walked towards it. She studied it for a while. She sat down with as much dignity as if she were the Queen of England. Ears still ringing, Katie walked into the living room. Now that there was quiet, she was a little lost of where to start. All three girls stood together as they watched Candace pull her long blonde hair out of her eyes and sweep it into a bun. Composed, Candace eyed them back warily. I'm ready to talk in a civilized manner. Katie had to squash a smile. She didn't like the way I talked to her, she thought. You did say we didn't have a lot of time, Candace said in a perfectly cultured, controlled voice. Katie turned. Sam, can you do the explaining to little Miss Crybaby about what happened to her? She smiled broadly when she saw Candace's lips tighten around her mouth. She sat down on the floor while Sam took over. Katie had to hand it to her. Candace didn't interrupt. She quietly listened to the old legend. A couple of times, she looked up at Katie's painting, studying it in detail. When Sam was finished, she sat there as if she was waiting for more. Is that all? Lizzie shrugged. That's pretty much all we know. Let me get this straight. Candace got up from the couch and started pacing the small room. This old Indian legend says that when evil threatens the sugary people, 
Then someone turns into this animal form and takes care of this evil? That is what the legend says, Sam answered. But it seems to be wrong on several points. Candace turned to watch Sam intently. What exactly has the legend been wrong about? Katie was looking up so much her neck started hurting. Feeling the bruises from the fight with Jackson, she slowly got up. First of all, only one person was supposed to turn into the great white tiger. Obviously, that's not right. I turn into a white wolf. You turn into a snow leopard. And Lizzie is on the verge of turning into something. She gave a dismissive gesture with her hand. Second, Sam followed. The last time we know of someone turning into a tiger, the evil was white men entering the mountains. Candace turned to watch Sam intently. I don't want to sound pessimistic, but the tiger was unable to stop white men from entering the mountains, Candace interrupted. Yeah, well, maybe that's why the great white tiger decided to bring reinforcements, Katie muttered. What I'm trying to say, Sam said over Katie's muttering, is we just assumed the change would only happen to people like us. Candace stood there not commenting at all. She was either unable to contemplate their meaning or she just decided to ignore it. What we would like to know, Katie decided to spell it out. Do you happen to have any Native American blood in your DNA? Candace swung around. I understood what Sam was saying. She gave Katie a haughty, disdainful glare. The answer to your question is no. I'm quite positive I have no Indian blood in me. Her clear, cultured voice still resembled a queen addressing her peasant subjects. Are you sure? Katie decided to push. From what I understand, genealogy can get pretty messy. Who knows? A great-grandmother could have had a thing for the gardener. She decided no one would know. That may or may not be the case, Candace interrupted. Since her family didn't know, then how would I know? Sam gave Katie a watch-yourself look and turned towards Candace. How long has your family lived here? Candace shrugged. We've lived here forever. Katie couldn't help it. Not forever, Blondie. The cool facade disintegrated in an instant. What is your problem? Candace exploded. Katie could see the anger vibrate through Candace's body. Katie yelled at Lizzie and Sam to get out of the way. She slammed against the wall, trying to get out of the way. She was glad to see her friends had made it to safety as they both hightailed it into the kitchen. Katie watched in fascination. As Candace tried to control herself, she almost made it until she glanced towards Katie. The loss of control was instantaneous. One second, Candace was there holding onto the couch for support. The next instant, a huge snow leopard was in her place. Katie watched in horror as the leopard sunk its sharp claws into her mother's new couch, making huge slash marks. Stop! What are you doing? Desperate to stop her, she reached over to grab the leopard. The leopard twisted around and attacked. Acting on instinct, Katie changed. She was much larger in mass than the leopard and was able to quell her onslaught easily. Get out of my mother's house, she shouted with her thoughts. Grabbing the leopard by the scruff of the neck, she pulled it towards the door. Lizzie, open the door. Waiting for Lizzie to do her bidding, she threw the cat out. It bounded down the small steps, turned and attacked again. 
Katie had enough. She grabbed the leopard by the scruff of the neck and forced her to the ground. She lay down on top of the large cat, crushing her to the ground. Snarling and growling, Candace tried repeatedly to bite or claw her. Panting for breath, the cat eventually slowed down to a stop. Will you get your fat butt off me? Katie heard the words in her mind and decided to ignore them just a little longer. What do I have to do to get you off me? Candace snarled. Katie couldn't help gloating. Say please. Candace let out a string of curses. Katie couldn't help laughing. The Queen of England facade was completely gone. Now, now, do you let your mother hear you say that? She tittered. Sam came out of the house. Katie, Lizzie says you're being mean to Candace and won't get off her until she says please. Is this correct? Katie glanced up from her position. She recognized the look Sam was giving her. Since she didn't want to deal with an angry Sam, she casually got up, took a few steps, and sat down. Candace jumped up, took a swipe at Katie with her claws, turned, and ran into the woods. Yelping at the sudden pain in her nose, Katie started running after the leopard. Just let her go, Sam yelled. Katie kept running, fear clutching her throat. Because of her... Candace was trying to get as far away from her as possible. Jackson was somewhere in the forest. She had no idea what he would do if he found her alone and defenseless. How could she live with herself if anyone, including Candace, was hurt because of her? She wanted to shy away from the thought of Jackson being evil. He had helped her in so many ways, yet she knew very little about him. There was no denying he had purposely kept her in the dark on a number of things. Jackson could have killed her if he wanted to. Katie remembered how quickly she was able to defeat Candace. If Candace had to fight Jackson, she didn't have a chance. The thought spurred her faster. She reached out. Candace, can you stop? I need to talk to you. All she got for her trouble was a string of curses. Katie shook with frustration and fear, making her run faster. Reaching out with her mind, she tried again. Candace, you can't be alone. It's dangerous out here. No response. Maybe that's good, she thought. Candace could run all she wanted, but she would never run so far that Katie couldn't communicate with her. Look, I'm sorry. You have every right to be mad. I guess I went a little over the top. You guess? Candace's thoughts broke through. Hey, I said I was sorry. Can you slow down so I can catch up? I don't get it, Candace snapped back. What have I done to you to make you hate me so much? Katie was at a loss for words. You beat her in every sport you play against her, Lizzie chimed in. Stay out of this, Lizzie, Katie interrupted. Whoa, are you kidding me? Candace started snickering. Katie clenched her jaw in frustration but continued to follow Candace's tracks. It didn't take her long till she found her. Candace was relaxing under a tree, gently preening her paws. Obviously, what Lizzie had said had pacified her. Seeing her there alive and well, most of her frustration left. She sat down across from the leopard. Now what do we do? We could go back to your house, Candace suggested. No, my mom will be coming home soon. She doesn't know about all of this yet. Although, it's going to be hard to explain the couch. I'm sorry about that. I really didn't mean... I know you didn't, Katie interrupted. Come on, let's go. 
Where to? Katie got up. I know of a cabin. We can stay there for a couple of days. Katie, Sam says she doesn't trust you to be nice to the new girl. She wants us to come to the cabin also, Lizzie relayed. Fine, Katie thought irritably. Um, how are we going to get there? Lizzie asked. Candace and I are going to scout around. Okay, let us know. Katie glanced around, got her bearings, and started running for the cabin. How do you know which way to go? I don't know. It's automatic. My house is south, town is southwest, the cabin is northeast from here. Candace stopped. Where is southwest? Her thoughts obviously confused. Katie tried to quell her frustrations. Since we're headed to the cabin, the town is behind us. Are you saying when I was running away from you, I was heading deeper into the woods? Katie began running. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Candace started running to keep up. That just bites. Katie couldn't help smiling. So, Candace had a terrible sense of direction. Finally, she was able to see a chink in an all-too-perfect Candace Franklin. Things were starting to look up. They ran in silence till they reached the cabin. Candace read the sign on the door. Who exactly is Forrest? Your guess is as good as mine. I came upon this place a couple of weeks ago. Come on, let's see if there's a road or something. Not waiting for Candace, she ran around to the back. In satisfaction, she saw an old road. It was covered in snow but looked serviceable. Candace came running up behind her. I need to follow this road to see where it leads. I think it's best if you stay with me. The last thing I need is for you to accidentally turn human. I think I can handle it. Katie could tell she had irritated Candace. A small idea started forming. Are you sure? Maybe you need to go back and stay in the cabin. Candace didn't bother answering. She took off running down the road. Grinning, Katie followed. She could tell her idea worked. If she kept Candace angry, then she would stay in leopard form. Twenty minutes later, the trees began thinning. Katie recognized the old plantation house immediately. This was one of her mother's favorite places. The old mansion was built before the Civil War. The large pillars and porch was covered in dead vines. Candace stopped. Wow! Katie knew the feeling well. She always experienced a sense of regret and sadness about the place. Several times she had investigated inside the old home while her mother painted. Lizzie, are you there? Yes, we're here. There's an old road by the Martineau Plantation. It leads to the cabin. Sam thought we probably needed a four-wheel drive, so we switched your car for David's Jeep. Is that okay? Katie didn't know what to think about that, but realized there wasn't anything she could do about it. So, David's driving my car? Yeah, he's pretty ecstatic over it. We have clothes and food. We also came up with a solution about our parents. Your mom and Sam's parents think you're staying with me, while my mom thinks I'm staying with Sam. We're bringing our cell phones so Candace can call her mom and make arrangements. Once again, it looked like Sam has covered all the bases. Katie shuddered to think how her mom was going to react when she walked into the house. Since she couldn't change or fix it, she just had to not think about it.
Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pond, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.